0: Drunk Mythology friends, I'm Kate
1: I'm Jen And I'm the other Jen
0: And we're the
2: Drunk Mythology Gals Drunk Mythology Gals, Gals. <laughs> yeah, You were going in line and then you just saw that Kate and I were like, oh, you're all doing it together and then you're like, nope well, <laughs> I didn't Slow well, it down
0: I, didn't I didn't even think you two start. started at the same time because you're like, I'm going to wait a beat and then I'm going to start uh, And I waited to hear OG start <laughs>
1: And then I was just kind of like, I'm like coming in slow in the back. I'm, I'm so tired today.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, speaking of today, this is, we are recording this on Wednesday, March 2nd. We usually record a week ahead. So, um, and you know, it's a heavy time. It is. Let's be clear. The drunk mythology gals stand with Ukraine. We do. And we all do it in our own way, like, sound effects Kim and I have DNA invested in this shit. <laughs> um, OG is half Swiss, and like, damn, when even the Swiss are like, nah, bra. <laughs> And Othergen has been researching all week uh, the best alternatives to Russian vodka. <laughs>
1: I am and Legit. I have shit. Yet- <laughs> I seriously have. I lay wa- I raven clawed so hard on my zir vodka trying to find out who owns it and that's Americans. It is American owned. But the manufacturing is indeed happening on Russian soil. And so I'm I'm hitting pause on my Zier. I'm That's not going good- to go to the extreme of dumping it out in the street like you no. see some bars and such doing. Um, but I- I'm just hitting pause. I'm not going to buy more. I'm not going to consume what I have on hand. I am going to explore some alternatives. And I'm in search of a Ukrainian vodka. So i just got to find if there's one that the state of North Carolina carries or not and I, if not go online
2: <laughs> i do believe i mean it's not ukrainian but i have found icelandic okay in yeah. the past like they sell that at our liquor store
0: well oh. and i'm i'm looking for ukrainian beer because a couple of ukrainian breweries have said they're halting production of beer and they're diverting all of their empty beer bottles to the making of Molotov cocktails. (laughs) Oh my gosh. gosh. (laughs) And they're Uh, like, we can make beer after this is over. Yeah. And I'm, you know, look, we're trying to look on the bright side and maybe cracking jokes, but it's laugh or cry right now. And it is. While it's okay to cry, and I mean, who cries while doom-scrolling Twitter in the morning? It's not me. (laughs) Um, Laughter keeps us strong, and knowledge helps us fight. Yes. So I scrapped my plans for whatever the fuck I was going to do for this week's episode, and just on a whim, googled Ukraine, ancient Greece for funsies. And I wasn't expecting much because remember how hard I had to work for Greek, Norse, member.
1: Yeah, and then you found the the mother load at the very end. I did, so
0: it's <laughs> going to be an epic-sode. Oh dear, because <laughs> I've got wolves, clones, weed, women, snakes, and so much more. Oh
1: damn! Wow. Okay.
0: So, but before we get started, we have to do our sacrifices to Odin this week. And honestly, like I'm, whatever we need to do to get this shit, shit cleared up, yeah. just let us know, Odin, okay?
1: <laughs> I, I'm still suffering from taxes, 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 and more taxes. <laughs> <Is that laughs>
0: right? Yeah, there is that. So
2: well, I just finished my taxes this week. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Is it my turn now? Yeah, it is. sure. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know if you still wanted to keep going on about taxes. Tax oh, and did I mention taxes? <laughs> <laughs> uh for me it's just been book release prep. Like I always think oh I can do this in a day and then it takes me like a week because there's just so many little pieces and parts I have to still do. So that's been Yeah. Like, taking photos, setting up photos, setting up playlists. Well, and when no, this episode ca- comes out, your book
0: will be out. Yeah, it will. So, so happy really just- <laughs> launch day in the future!
2: Thank you. Oh my <laughs> god, that's ra- holy crap! I've lost track of the yeah, days. I yeah. know. Yeah, I know. I know. Taxes. I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and this is my my surprise is my sacrifice to Odin. <laughs> there you go. I I so am the day this drops is exactly released. Oh
0: yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, So I'm offering up all the time I spend doom scrolling Twitter when I should be doing yeah, other things. me too. Because <laughs> it just, you know, I, I, it makes me remember like, you know, 1989, 1990, like the fall of the Berlin Wall. I watched that on TV. I watched yes. Tiananmen Square. Yeah. I yep. actually remember... Tiananmen Square coverage and Dan Rather mm-hmm. r- running with the cameraman and continuing trying to report as the Chinese officials were also running for the like satellite broadcast uh, tower because they were trying to shut off power to keep people from reporting, and so uh, he was literally right. running. And trying to finish his report as they were running to try and shut it off. Wow. Yeah. So I'm just saying, you know, history remembers interesting things. And that's what we're (laughs) going to see. (laughs) All right. So drinks.
1: Uh, OG mentioned that she's been making some drinks and taking pictures of drinks and Mm – I think you even took pictures of one today. I did. Any chance you're drinking it? No, <laughs> of
2: course, not. because I already did drink it earlier. But uh, yeah. okay, but yeah, I just have my uh, tepid water in my but in my flamingo cup, which I made certain. I can do my part to bring some normalcy to the world. There that's, we go.
0: That's right. That's what we all need. And uh, yeah, I've got Jack on the rocks. Mm-hmm. Yay. Yeah. Um, because I have yeah. absolute
1: pear on ice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Cause again, go. it was it was what was on the counter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go.
0: <laughs> didn't, didn't have to open a cabinet. It was on the counter. <laughs> This cabinet oppositional defiance disorder. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's just, it speaks to how exhausted
1: I have been Yeah. how I've been running on fumes for a couple of weeks
2: now. And yeah. Yeah. So, so all right. Yeah. So, I guess, uh, do not drink and drive cars, chariots, eight legged horses, Ukrainian vodka, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Molotov cocktails, or, you know, just. Innocent flamingo cups, just don't. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or yeah, our our exhaustion collectively. (laughs) (laughs) There you go.
0: So let's get started. A long time ago, when the world was young. Um, I am not going to go back to anything before eighth century BCE when it comes to looking at this Ukrainian Ancient world connection because uh, high lack of records and record keeping. And it's all kind of murky and tangled when you're trying to pinpoint the origin of a people's, because you know, humanity's common origin and all that, and sure. migration and things. So, for our purposes, we are going to focus on two major cultural groups that dominated the area that we know as modern Ukraine, uh, during the time period from about like Homer Hesiod, like eighth century BCE to about fourth century CE, the fall of Rome. So from ancient Greece to the fall of Rome, that's kind of the window we're looking at. And there were two main peoples who, uh, occupied this area. The first were the Scythians and then came the Sarmatians and they kind of were like just melding and blending into each other over time as cultures do. So let's start with the Scythians. The Scythians were originally um, an Iranian people. So ironically, (laughs) the State of the Union Biden blooper everybody's going on about about, like, he said, Iranian instead of Ukrainian. Well, it actually is kind of correct genetically, but whatever. (laughs) Aw. Yeah, you know, I I, I heard that, and I was like, oh, really? But did you know? (laughs) Um, So they were uh, up from uh, the Iranian region, which at that point, was, you know, we're talking Mesopotamia, Sumeria, all that stuff. And they ended up, as Scythians, occupying a big chunk of what we know today as everything from the Baltics to Russia to Central Asia. Yeah. Huge. So I spent about an hour trying to find the right kind of map that would show the breath of it and also comparison to the ancient world. So I'm sorry, gals, you're going to have to zoom in. Yeah, I've already magnified but the, the zoom on my screen. I know. And I, I do apologize <laughs> for the sort of monochrome, like blending of the labels on this, but it really is the best kind of map i've been able to find so you know the scythians and sarmatians really like dude they owned real estate <laughs> <laughs> compared to um greece ancient greece and eventually compared to even rome you know just sheer span the only other empire at the time, that was able to sort of match them was the Persian Empire. Okay. And if you've ever seen the movie 300, nope, not necessarily a totally accurate historical (laughs) representation, but, you know, they do a pretty decent job of like, hey, we got wealth and resources and shit tons of troops and propaganda and nobody wants to go against us. So Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the Scythians, however, were pretty much from the get go a people you did not want to fuck with, as the Assyrians learned the hard way after the Scythians sacked the city of Nineveh in 612 BCE. So you might have heard of Nineveh from the I've Bible. Heard of Nineveh in the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> That's
1: like Jonah and the whale.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the Assyrians were being assholes and the Scythians were assholes back. And they're like, nah, dude. And they sack Nineveh. <laughs> um, even Herodotus, uh, he's the fifth century Greek uh, first historian that we talked about in the Socrates episode. Right. The first one to be like, okay, these stories of the origins of countries were myths. Here's the facts as we know them in this current time period. Even he was pretty fucking impressed with them to the point that he included a retelling of the myth of their founding, even though he knew it was just a myth. But he's like, guys, just bear with me because, yeah. So time for a reading. Hello, Herodotus. (laughs) The founding myth of Scythia. All
1: right. All right. Heracles came thence to the country now called Scythia where meeting the wintry and frosty weather he drew his lion's skin over him and fell asleep and while he slept his mares that were grazing yoked to the chariot were marvelously spirited
2: away all righty <laughs> I feel like you could make a Loki joke there, but (laughs) there's something in there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, OG, just go (laughs) and I think that's part for you. Okay, thank you. I'm sure you did. When When Heracles awoke, he searched for them, visiting every part of the country till at last he came to the land called the Woodland. And there he found in a cave a creature of double form that was half damsel and half serpent. Above the buttocks, she was a woman, below them a snake. When he saw her, he was astonished and asked her if she had anywhere seen, had anywhere seen his mare straying. She said that she had them and would not restore them to him before he had a intercourse with her. Oh, shit. Which Heracles did in hope <laughs> oh. of his, with his reward. Oh. <laughs> you, know oh. what? you know what? She, she saw and knew what she wanted. So I, 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 you know, it just
0: okay. yeah. I have um, questions though. Uh, yeah, because but- <laughs> we may have answers, we may not. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, but though he was
1: fain to take the horses and depart, she delayed to restore them that she might have Heracles with her for as long as might be. At last, she gave them back, saying to him, These mares came, and I kept them safe here for you, and you have paid me for keeping them, for I have three sons by you. What the fuck? Tell me now what I must do when my sons are grown big. Shall I keep them here to rule, or shall I send them away
2: to you? Hmm. Um, Heracles answered her. right? When you see the boys grown, the man's estate uh, boys grown to man's estate, act as I bid you, and you will do rightly, whichever of them you see bending this bow, thus engirding himself with this girdle, make him a dweller in this land, but whoever fails to achieve these tasks which I lay upon him, send him away out of the country. Thus do you and you will yourself have comfort, and my bidding will be done. Okay. okay.
1: So he's saying if one of them bends this bow mm-hmm. like like a bow and arrow. Yep. And and puts on a girdle. I'm guessing in this. Well, instance, a girdle is like a not a, a, a it, utility like, belt. Yeah. I think that's like what a, I was
0: gonna guess. Yeah. yeah that it's it it's not a utility we think. belt. Got it. Okay. So, and actually, if yeah. you remember from our episode, In for a Penelope, In for a Pound, there was something Odys- about a bow. Yeah. And a- the Odysseus suggests a competition. Right. That whoever can bend the bow of Odysseus can marry Penelope. Right. Yeah. So, okay. I remember that now.
1: Okay. So he drew one of his bows for till then Heracles ever bore two and showed her the girdle and delivered to her the bow and the girdle that had a golden vessel on the end of its clasp and having given them so departed when her sons were grown. She did as Heracles commanded two of her sons could not complete the tasks and so were cast out by their mother and left the country. But Scythus, am I saying mm-hmm. that close mm-hmm. enough? <laughs> close enough, yeah. <laughs> the, the youngest accomplished it, and so became ruler of the land. I'm sure the others really loved that the baby was the one to oh, succeed. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. From Scythus, son of Heracles, comes the whole line of the kings of Scythia. All right, so baby boy is successful. Mm-hmm. The first two sons are so he's three quarter a... human and quarter snake. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. That's another question.
0: Oh, but save do it. We save, save these questions. It. Save it. <laughs> <I'm> writing <laughs> but, shit down. <laughs> but basically, um, you know. It it's a little hyperbolic, but you could say that Ukrainians are descended from Hercules and this badass bitch. So what okay. you got, Putin? <laughs> like, really? <gasps> you know, okay. I was saying. Yeah. So uh, if you guys scroll down, the Scythians were so remember he mentions the little vessel on the end of his belt clasp. Well, yeah. Um, what was the significance of that? Uh, So they actually, it it was like a little flask, basically, probably put, I don't know, oil (laughs) in it. Ukrainian (laughs) vodka. (laughs) There you go. But uh, I just found a picture of a belt clasp, a Scythian gold belt clasp. From belt buckle
1: kind of concept? Mm -hmm.
0: Interesting. From the 7th century BC. Holy shit.
1: All right, so seventh century. That's I didn't 2700 bother. Seven hundred years ago.
0: So the year is it? it six hundred to six ninety nine, or it am would I backwards? Eight hundred to seven hundred.
1: Okay, got it. So seven hundred to seven
0: ninety nine, or seven ninety nine to seven hundred. Right. Damn it! <laughs> but anyway, but this is. I mean. <gasps> Basically, this is contemporaneous yeah. with Homer and Hesiod, give or Got take it. fifty years. Yeah, which I mean, you know, you're not working with the most, you know, precise laser shaving tools. Like, but this right. is the kind of detail shit that they're doing. It with- is stunning. It's Absolutely. it's a dragon and a wolf. <gasps> huh. That is a wolf. I thought it might look a little bit like Interesting. a wolf. Mm-hmm. Is that my mm-hmm.
2: Fenrir? Aww.
0: And then there's... It, it actually could be a horse, I think. Because, look, there's a little baby horse underneath it that's actually nursing. Yeah, there's nursing. something underneath. I it. think so it's what
1: nursing. The, what the heck is going on here? I'm seeing more and more in this, in this belt buckle that is like, wait, this is getting to the... This is leaning
0: towards disturbing <laughs> well i think it's probably <laughs> like i think it's a mare okay and it's nursing okay and i think the wolf is I, it doesn't seem to be attacking her no it doesn't because it's also it it's on top of it looks like it's riding her tail so yeah. I think but this is like fertility or power or whatever. I don't think this is I don't think this is like a a a war kind of scenario. I don't know. But I'm just saying it's pretty amazing. The,
1: absolutely. The detail is stunning. And that's because-
0: a fucking belt buckle. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like uh, that. Yeah, that just is like, wow. Yeah. So um, for a very long time, it was sort of the popular wisdom and popular history that the Scythians and later the Sarmatians, again, the Nux kind of cultural wave they integrated and melded into, they were thought to be mainly nomadic. Even Herodotus was like, well, they're smart to be nomadic because how do you conquer people who can just pick up and move? (laughs) He literally was like, yeah, this is, they have really great natural resources. So they're not tied to any particular plot of land. You know, they've got rivers everywhere. They've got grain. They've got, you know, plenty of wildlife. (laughs) Like, yeah, it's a smart strategy for them. However, archaeology in the past 40 years has revealed that they had some pretty big, significant cities and they engaged in agriculture, enjoyed a pretty prosperous standard of living. And did I mention the gold? There mm-hmm. is a lot of gold.
1: Very cool.
0: Yeah. And so I've uh, I've included a picture of... Uh, some grave goods that were found in a woman's grave in the ancient city of Galonis, which is Bilsk. And I apologize for whatever pronunciation <laughs> faux pas I did, but um, that's in Ukraine. And, you know, again, just look at the gold. Yeah. There's a shit ton of gold and there's polished amber. Oh yeah. That's yeah. what Tons that is. Of yeah. Amber beads and these vessels and jugs um so yeah and Galonus was a a remarkable huge wooden walled city that herodotus spoke of and that was lost and believed to be kind of legendary until they literally fucking found it (laughs) and they're like wow ukraine you've got an amazing herodotus mentioned city (laughs) And, oh, hi. Yeah, keep scrolling because here are some more uh, gold pieces. Oh. So this is a Scythian golden comb. And it was made by the Greeks, but it's in Scythian style. (laughs) And this is 4th century BCE. So this would be around the time of Socrates. Ah. Now, one thing that... So this is a gold hair comb and... uh, unlike a lot of Greek hair combs that had like flowers and mythical creatures. This has like a fucking battle scene on it. Yeah. There's a Uh, horse down. (laughs) There's a horse down. There's a guy on a horse with a sword about to stab a guy with a shield coming at him. And then there's his backup buddy. But the one thing I would like to point out is if you notice, they all have long pants on. Oh. And they do. That is a. I mean, it makes sense because Ukraine, cold, snow. Huh. Who wants to lose their lower calves because they were wearing togas or chitons? So, huh. um, but it was a distinctive way of telling Scythians and Sarmatians apart from other uh, cultural groups because they were one of the few that actually wore full length trousers instead of even full length robes. Like, you know, it, it can get cold in Greece and, and ancient Rome and they would wear full length robes and, you know... They wouldn't wear trousers, but these guys were like, nah, trousers are great. Like, how are you going (laughs) to ride a horse in a robe? (laughs) So, and then um, right below that, there is a uh, little decorative panther all in gold that was made at the end of the 7th century BC. Okay. Why does this thing look like it has a googly eye on it? Because it it does. It's like an enamel. Um, you've seen like the eye of Fatima, the protection evil eye. Yeah. So that's basically what you got there. But just in
1: this photograph, it looks like a modern googly eye
0: stick on. Oh, it totally does. It totally <laughs> does. And uh, honestly, this panther's ears kind of look like a bunny rabbit. They do. But... I mean, it's still for, you know, 2,700 years ago. It's pretty awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. And then if you uh, scroll down again, there is a gold uh, pectoral or giant neck piece. And this is, again, from the time of Socrates, 4th century BCE. And... I'm just saying the level of detail. You've got rope braiding. You've got scroll work. You've got flowers, and you've got like the veins on leaves. You've got animals and details. Yeah, this
1: is this is stunning. The, yeah, it is. The, I can't really tell clearly what the animals are on that bottom row, but I see. Feathers. I think they are. We're talking they're,
0: about griffins.
1: Okay, they're, I
0: see wings, mm-hmm. and
1: you can see each individual feather. It's
0: yeah, the detail yeah. is just amazing. And something that I just noticed: if you look at the top rung, mm-hmm. toward the upper right, there's a horse with a little uh-huh. nursing horse. Yep. So I'm thinking that might be the same kind of motif that you see in the other belt buckle thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then, I mean, if you scroll down, there's another, uh, spiraling armband that I would totally wear today. Right. So it has the googly eyes. (laughs) And this is a bunch of Griffins. Okay. And, you know, again, it's an amazing treasure. It's from the second century CE. And, uh, Yeah, so in addition to all this Scythian gold, the Sarmatians that came later weren't slouches either. There's something known as the Sarmatian wolf torque that was what? discovered in 1987 in the burial mound of a wealthy woman from first century CE. Okay, what the heck is a wolf torque? So a torque, again, is sort of a single neck it's like a necklace that okay. you slide onto your neck. it doesn't okay. have a clasp it's 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 like um, it's like a cuff okay but Got for it. your neck you know what Got I mean it. yep mm. so on this torque it's this is literally the best picture I could find of it. <laughs> and there's oh. a drawing of the design underneath it. Um, and I can't get a better photo because it's, it was discovered and cleaned and announced, but it's still waiting deeper analysis. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, not just like scientific me- metallurgical analysis, but it's waiting awaiting, you know, time period, mythology, interpretation analysis. But from what we can tell it seems to be a couple of different anthropomorphic uh, figures with wolf heads battling a dragon or a serpent. Yeah. Okay. And they say that the figures could also be wearing wolf masks. Got and it. Sarmatian warriors were often referred to as wolves or wolf packs because they were oh. so fierce. And this
1: dragon looks like it's trying to take a bite out of somebody's knee.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) I'm just going to modify that. I'll bite your (laughs) kneecaps off.
0: (laughs) Knee! Knee! Come back here! It's just a flesh wound. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, this dragon is clearly fighting dirty. Yeah. Um, Or smart. <laughs> it depends whether you're pro Dragon or pro yeah. I mean, it's like yogurt man versus Fenrir. No. No, but I mean, you know, they're brothers. Are you, well, are you brothers Team are Yogurt fight. Man or Team Fenrir? <laughs> A lot of your perspective changes based on that. Just trying to help you out there, goddammit. Um, so okay. anyway. Uh, So there was a lot of fucking gold, and that happens to be a little bit of a sticking point between Russia and Ukraine over the past few years. We'll talk about oh. that in a minute. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. And another reason the Scythians and Sarmatians were really cool is they smoked a lot of weed. Oh, gosh. Oh, okay. Like, literally, literally, when they weren't goldsmithing or repelling invaders, they had special, like, get-high tents that they would go smoke up in. Wow. Yeah. They grew tons and tons of hemp uh, along with other crops, but they also discovered the benefits of hemp and CBD oil about 2,500 years before we did. So, again, from Herodotus. Okay. Okay. They have hemp growing
1: in their country, very like flax, save that the hemp is by much the thicker and taller. Of it, they even make garments, which are very like linen. Nor could any, save expert in telling hemp from flax, know whether they be hemp or linen. Whoever has never yet seen hemp will think the garment to be linen. All right. So we she have really like. A, you didn't know that fact. <laughs>
0: like Cosmo, <laughs> coming trends this fall. Yeah. <laughs> is it hemp or is it linen? Who wore it better? <laughs>
2: oh, gosh. The, the Scythians then take the seed of this hemp and creeping under the rugs, they throw it on the red hot stones. And being so thrown, it smolders and sends forth so much steam that no Greek vapor bath could surpass it. The Scythians howl in joy for the vapor bath (laughs) that serves them instead of bathing, for scarce ever do they wash their bodies with water. But their women grind with a rough stone, cypress and cedar and frankincense wood, pouring water also thereon. And with the thick stuff so ground, they anoint all their bodies and faces, whereby not only does a fragrant scent abide upon them, but when on the second day they take off the ointment, their skin becomes clean and shining. Wow. So this actually makes
0: a lot of sense in the ancient world because while we're like, oh my God, they didn't shower, but water in the ancient world wasn't always your friend. (laughs) Right, right. You know, first of all, it was fucking cold. Second, if you actually wasted the wood, especially in a place like ancient Scythia and Sarmatia, wh- where they didn't have a lot of forests. And so wood was actually very, very scarce. Um, mm. You didn't want to waste that shit trying to heat up water that you're going to throw out anyway. Ah. And also because it, you have extremes of cold and heat and it's very dry heat, what they're doing is they're taking basically the um, – you know, they're taking the hemp seeds and they're, you know, smoking themselves (laughs) basically, (laughs) but also they're grinding it into frankincense, cedar, and cypress with a little bit of water. And then they basically put this moisturizing mud mask all over their bodies. Yeah. And when they clean it off, it takes off all the dead skin. Yep. And it, you know, like the I'm just The very
1: first uh, spa exfoliating treatment.
0: Exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. So they look so wonderful when they're wearing their, is it hemp or is it linen? <laughs> there you go.
0: But, uh, well, so interestingly, the um, Herodotus and a bunch of Uh, other historians noted that the Scythians and Sarmatians had reddish gold hair. Hmm. Okay. And that is unusual. Is it? Yes. Okay. Okay. Because, you know, first of all, they have, you know, um, this proto-Iranian sort of origin but also, you know, they're mixing with the ancient Greeks and they're mixing with uh, the Varangians and, you know, uh, proto Scandinavian <laughs> peoples. And, okay. uh, but the red hair and the pale skin were very, very unusual and remarkable. And actually, they have found. Mummified remains of Scythians as far as China. Wow. With red hair. Oh, very and interesting. with wrapped in fabrics that look sp- suspiciously like Scottish tartan. Whoa. Okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah, nothing is new. <laughs> <laughs> so. Not only did Scythian and Sarmatian women dominate skin care in the ancient world, <laughs> ancient world, they simply dominated. okay so uh Herodotus, Diodorus Siculus, another prominent historian Roman, but whatever fuck the Romans, and a bunch of other ancient historians all agreed, which is a minor miracle, that the Amazon women, actually were real and were warriors. And they basically went and settled in Scythia, or modern Ukraine. (gasps) And interestingly for once, archaeology seems to be lending truth to this. (gasps)
1: That is cool.
0: So over the past couple of years, there have been a ton of articles Uh, highlighting these graves that have been discovered of women ranging from as young as like 12 and 13 up into their sixties. And they were buried with grave goods and tribute equal to that of men. And not all of them were married. Like a lot of the women were single. Wow. And uh, these women also had the same tattoos as men. Yeah. So these are badass, tattooed, red-haired women. <laughs> <laughs> Who, uh, so, for example, there's a Scythian woman's tomb excavated uh, in Ukraine in 2018 that revealed she was buried with mirrors and jars of fragrance and cosmetic oils, but also with arrowheads just like her compatriots. Included a picture of literally these are the arrowheads they found next to her body. That's cool. And, you know, it, I'm just going to say hi, Herodotus. (laughs) And there
1: you go. I get to read something. Okay. Sarmatian, did I? Sarmatian, yeah. Sarmatian women have continued from that day to the present to observe their ancient. Amazon customs, frequently hunting on horseback with their husbands, in war taking the field, and wearing the very same dress as the men. Which meant they wore trousers. Yeah. And boots.
0: Yep. Boop. Very cool. So Herodotus also claimed, and take this one with a grain of salt, that Sarmatian women did not marry unless they had killed a man in battle.
1: Oh. Hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean, again, grain of salt. But, you know, if you take it down by about 85%, I'm pretty sure that means that there were some pretty badass women in the field. Yeah. Right? And, and they, they- I mean, they, that's got to
1: keep some of those husbands in line.
0: <laughs> well, and, you know, consider that at this time, Athens- was like, women shouldn't run. Right. And right. women can be citizens, but they can't vote. And God forbid they own property. Let's marry two of them to every surviving man. Mm, right. And yeah. in Scythia, Sarmatia, they're like, I don't know how many men have you killed. I'm not going to marry <laughs> you unless you've killed at least three. <laughs> so
1: uh, just, i can just
0: see he leaves the toilet seat up
1: and she's like threatening him i've killed before i can do it again
0: <laughs> <laughs> i i think i i sense an endless uh meme stream coming on <laughs> for the possibilities of that joke um so speaking of killing in battle And uh, this part, let's just say we do not advocate or endorse any part of these practices. Uh, Yeah, yeah. We're just being silly. (laughs) But, you know, DNA, you know, the Amazon, Scythian, Sarmatian, uh, you know, DNA will out. I'm just saying don't fuck with them then or now. Right. And so... They had their own versions of the Greek pantheon because, you know, these religions, like this sort of same idea set of gods, were all over the ancient Mediterranean and Middle East, like just different names. And interestingly, they especially loved Hestia, the goddess of hearth and home. But the only god that they built altars to, was Ares, God of War. Oh, shit, Kate. <laughs> right? So Damn. Um, we're going to go one more round with Herodotus. And again, I'm only including this because it kind of reminds me that Putin is a dumbass for fucking with these people. <laughs> and you'll see why. So okay. take it away. All right.
1: As to war, these are their customs. A Scythian drinks of the blood of the first man whom he has overthrown. Oh, shit. He carries to his king the heads of all whom he has slain in the battle. For he receives a share of the booty if he bring a head, but not otherwise. He scalps the head by making a cut, round it by the ears, then grasping the scalp and shaking the head out. (laughs) I'm turning green here. Then he scrapes out the flesh with the rib of an ox and kneads the skin with his hands. And having made it supple, he keeps it for a napkin. Oh, shit. (laughs) fastening it to the bridle of the horse which he himself rides and taking pride in it for he is judged the best man who has most scalps for napkins.
0: Again, Putin, history is here to help you. Read some fucking Herodotus.
2: (laughs) Okay. Okay. Many Scythians even make garments for wear out of these scalps, sewing them together like coats of skin. Many, too, take off the skin, nails and all, from their dead enemies' hands and make thereof coverings for their quivers. It would seem that the human skin is thick and shining. Of all skins, one may say the brightest and whitest. (laughs) There are many, too, that flay the skin from the whole body and carry it about on horseback stretched on a wooden frame. Oh. My God. Do we need to
1: reiterate? We do not. We do not endorse this.
0: We do not suggest this in any shape or way, but again, yeah. Why fuck with these people?
1: Hmm. Okay. The heads themselves, not of all, but of their bitterest foes. They treat in this wise each saws off all the part beneath the eyebrows and cleanses the rest if he be a poor man then he does but cover the outside with a piece of raw hide so makes use of it but if he be rich he covers the head with the raw hide and gilds the inside of it and so uses it for a drinking cup oh Oh, gosh (gasps) This gives new meaning to like drinking the blood of your enemies from a
0: skull. Yeah, you know, look, let's just take a moment to appreciate Og's flamingo cup. Oh, my oh God, God. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> but again, oh. why fuck with a people that has a history of doing this shit? Like, really? Yeah, you oh know, my goodness. Uh, again, there are people who tried. In fact, and for example, Darius the Great of the Persian Empire. Now, Persian Empire, long, complicated history, not going to go into it, but just a shit ton of gold, a shit ton of troops, amazing arms, like uh, totally outnumbering them. And Darius was like, yeah, shit, I can take Like, the Scythia, like, they've got some great weed, man. We're taking it. And they totally outnumbered them, but the Scythians fought back and uh, left a scorched earth until the Persians were like, they had no food, no water, no resources, Mm. and were forced to turn back. Wow. And, you know, Alexander the Great, the guy from Macedon, macedonia who was like yeah i'm just i feel like conquering everybody and he goes on to conquer everybody the persians the egyptians the Babylon, like the whole you know all that in a bag of chips uh alexander looked at the uh scythians and he was like yeah nah nah i'm good too much work (laughs) literally and then you may have heard of attila the hun yeah
1: so, I'd love to do an episode on that one day, Attila the Hun, perhaps oh, over on Patreon.
0: Definitely. So we're with Attila the Hun. We're in the fourth century CE, and we're we're starting to get towards the end of you know all cultures at some point meld into something or someone else, except. For the Alans, which is one of the last surviving tribes of the Sarmatians. And the Alans are actually still around genetically today. They're known as the Ossetians. I'm not pronouncing that right. But they were part of the last dregs of Roman defenses against Attila the Hun's invasion of Gaul or France. Mm. They were surrounded and outnumbered. But history, the, you know, contemporary histories claim that they piled great piles of bodies upon the battlefield.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: And it was the first time Attila was forced to retreat. Wow. Again, why fuck with these people? Yeah. Dude. Okay, now comes a weird part. Okay. Like, this hasn't been weird already? No, this has just been straight history up to this point. Oh. Okay. History and contemporary mythology. Okay. All right? This is legit. I I found this and I, I read, like, six articles trying to confirm it. Oh, gosh. So, uh, in 2021... Um, the Russian Geographic Society had a a video conference and uh, the Russian Defense Minister, Sergei Shoigu, attended because apparently the uh, Russian Geographic Society is like, oh, sure, yeah, we have a mission of exploration, but come on in defense minister sir please don't kill us wow yeah and um he was there to discuss the uh discovery in you know the part of Siberia that kind of bordered on ancient Scythian territory, or that was actually part of ancient Scythian territory, uh, the remains of some 3,000-year-old Scythian warriors with their horses. And these were remarkable remains. These go back to 9th century BCE, and they were incredibly preserved because it it has to do with like the climate there and the permafrost and sort of like the right humidity to cold ratio. Got it. So that they literally were like, these bones have DNA in them. Oh wow. Oh shit. Like the horses and the people. Oh shit. I know where this is going. Uh Don't I? (laughs) Yeah, you do. Because Shoigu revealed the government's intentions to clone mm, these damn. ancient Scythian warriors. Whoa. N- never mind that, I mean, yes, there have been a scant handful of... Okay, ish primate cloning, and yeah, there was Dolly, but it took 277 tries to get an embryo that actually worked, and Dolly. that human cloning is actually uh, illegal in uh, in all international laws, except for very circumscribed clinical therapeutic. Like not even human cloning. we're talking about like taking skin cells to make replacement skin for burn victims or trying to generate right. a brand new kidney for kidney transplants, like right? you know that's not necessarily human cloning. He's talking about taking uh, the literal uh, uh, did they not watch Jurassic Park? Did they not get that movie over there? I. I <laughs> I, you know, this look. Is,
1: shit, shit goes bad. It's a bad. big,
0: sw- it's a big swing <laughs> on his part. I'm just saying. Like oh my god! Is, yeah, and I mean, it is. Uh, this is a literal quote. What he said on the broadcast. Of course, we would very much like to find the organic matter, and I believe you understand what would follow that. Shoigu told the Russian Geographical Society. This is from Yahoo Finance. Um, It would be possible to make something of it, if not Dolly the sheep. In general, it will be very interesting. Oh, my God. Oh, damn. Yeah. Wow. Now, scientists have been trying to perfect the cloning uh, process for different reasons and very good reasons, uh, such as bringing back endangered species. So yeah. Um, the scientists earlier in 2021 cloned, uh, a black footed ferret, which was extinct for more than 30 years. Wow. Okay.
1: So uh, as long as the, they don't start cloning dinosaurs, and
0: start well, I mean, here's the uh, real life I,
1: Jurassic Park.
0: <laughs> the issue is that the human uh, nuclear transfer, and it gets into all kinds of biology that I, I, I yeah. kind of get, but I'm not going to go there because not yeah. my expertise. But yeah, uh, it, it is the risk of damage is pretty much, you know, ninety nine point (laughs) nine 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 four percent Yeah. Like, and then, okay, so you've cloned these Scythian warriors. Right. They're still going to grow from an embryo to a baby, and then you're going to have to raise them and i'm just saying like i don't know they they're, they're going to grow up to be like pimply preteens playing nintendo uh, just really yeah. i don't think that's going to be all that in a bag of chips just saying
1: yeah yeah
0: um yeah. so yeah uh, yeah so that that was one really uh weird part <laughs> <laughs> Uh, another is the fact that I dug a little further, and it doesn't just end with the Alans and Sarmatians. Um, hi, Vikings. No way. Vikings? Vikings. (laughs) So remember in the Worst Tourists Ever episode about the Varangians who made it all the way down to the Piraeus and, like, were leaving rune graffiti everywhere? Right. Yes. Yeah, they made their way down right at the end of the Sarmatian period. And we're like, oh, hey, this place has some great weed. And they're like, yeah, we'll take it. Because remember, with the Amber Trail, they were were already trading with the ancient Mediterranean. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the Old Norse were like, well, you know let's try a land route what what can go wrong and nothing did go wrong because they found fucking Ukraine and they're like yeah. this place is awesome yeah and even the name for Russia came mm-hmm. from Old Norse oh huh. it's called the Old Norse term for the men who row Ross. huh mm-hmm. As rowing was how you got around the rivers of Eastern
2: Europe. Oh, makes sense.
0: And was also linked to the Swedish coastal area of uh, Roslagen or Rosla, which you can see which is where they got. Yeah. Um, And so these people, these, you know, old Swedish, Varangian, Norse, Scandinavian mix folks were basically like, yeah. Whoever was here before, whatever, we're taking over now. And uh, basically, uh, they founded Kiev. The Vikings founded Kiev. Oh, And uh, Prince Oleg of uh, Novgorod was like, yeah, no, this is a great place for a city. So he founded Kiev and he's like, I'm just going to rule this entire area. So he basically ruled... uh, old sarmatia and russia you know that whole region so yeah the vikings the ancient greeks everybody's like don't fuck with these people (laughs) yeah yeah and i have some more but i'm actually going to put it in the questions and shit because it has it's just kind of follow-up to stuff so anyway yeah Uh, yeah i wrote down some questions too yeah Get You're the fuck out of Ukraine before more shit happens. We don't want to write another version of Herodotus for this. Yeah. yeah the fucking end. We'll be right back with questions and shit. Now return to the Trump mythology gals for part two questions and shit. And we're back and yeah. let's just get into your questions. Yeah, my, <laughs>
2: mine is the same as Jen's. Okay. Lay it on me. OG. No no Jen wrote it so she can say these Ooh. words. Okay. <laughs> um so the myth
1: that yes. we read, you made us read a myth. So the I lady, did. the female, the female in the myth was human above the waist, or as it said, above the buttocks.
0: <laughs> I love that detail. <laughs> it's so and precise. And
1: snake below mm-hmm. so i I've got the logistics question: How the heck did they have sex?
0: I did not have time to actually research that, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I, I don't know enough about the reproductive mechanisms of snakes. i've I don't know. If I don't like wanna know. Well, I don't, but I now feel like there needs to be a definitive answer, at least on a biological side for this, because then we can as- extrapolate to the
2: mythology. But okay. I, mean, I know they have a butthole, basically. I don't know about the rest. Do they really? Yeah, I don't know if it's like a so chicken. So is there a though, snake like penis? A, well, I don't know. But I'm I don't know I if it's like a lie, chicken Google. where it's one tube where everything it's just out the. I'm guessing, like the egg would come out the same thing. Huh. Oh, that that raises another question. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. So then I wrote down what did sons look like, but also, did they come from an egg, or were they live? Are they were they born mammal? Yeah. What were they part well, snake too? So. We want answers, Kate.
2: I am live googling. <laughs> well, wasn't there one god or titan with all like the little snake arms and snake feet? Maybe yeah, somebody
0: had snake happened. feet. Yeah, there there, there, there were uh, it it was in one of the early ones. I think it I think it was a yeah. uh, oranos
2: was yeah. like, "Oh shit, man. I, I should have laid I'm, off the drugs." It's just <laughs> interesting how many Times as snakes, horses, and wolves.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: So I, I, I'm
0: seeing disturbing results, and <laughs> oh, I'm just saying I'm doing this for the team. It <laughs> l- looks <laughs> like uh, snakes can give birth. Uh, I'm seeing both live and uh, egg birth. Okay. Okay. But that doesn't make sense because they can't do a live birth because reptiles. So I, I don't know. I th- I, I'm i pretty sure it's an egg thing because they don't gestate like humans do, like mammals. Um, and apparently there is a little tiny snake penis and a snake penis flap. Okay. <laughs> and I just saw uh, something on... Google images and this is just a nature photo and I'm like why? <laughs> but yeah, there there's a little flap for the snake penis to come out and then there's a little like slit for the snake penis to go in. Oh. Um, okay.
2: And I hate you. <laughs> you chose this.
0: You know, I didn't choose the whole like I don't know, how do they get it on, baby? <laughs> I was just giving you a myth. I, you had to know that question was coming. You knew, yeah, you knew. I, I may have. You have
1: two raven claws here. You know we're going to ask that question. I know,
0: I know. But I was hoping one of you would live Google it. <laughs> I didn't want to fucking live Google it. <laughs> but yeah, so they 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 they, they basically twine up <laughs> in like this death spiral, literally. And the thingy goes in the thingy.
1: We're getting so scientific here. You know,
0: <laughs> that's what Google Images is for. Go look it up for yourself. Or you oh. know what? Do you want me to copy and paste it? Oh, shit. No.
2: I, I can, Oh, a, yeah. She's going to. <laughs> I just like how she's oh, decided no, to keep them around. Oh, no. This is... This is <laughs> I mean, I do like how she went to keep him around, though. So he must have been pretty good, right? Yeah, like was well, she wasn't willing to commit. Was like, before. wow,
0: she's so tight.
2: Oh my God, why <laughs> you make it worse?
0: Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Two Ravenclaws ask
2: the Slytherin to do research. <laughs> uh huh. This is this is that what's... was not a research. That was not research. That was just. That was, that was, what hack. was it? no, no, hack. no. That Extra was your commentary.
1: <laughs> You're welcome. Okay. So, what did the suns? Oh, oh shit! <laughs>
0: oh crap! <laughs> I now can't un-see this. you have been scarred like I have been. I love damn you guys. it. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm I'm guessing I'm gonna go with Hercules's or Heracles's divine DNA overriding okay. the snake DNA. Okay. She's also half human. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, they're three quarter human quarter snake. And I'm, I mean, I don't want to go into certain aspects of their potential anatomy, but I'm, (laughs) I'm guessing that we're maybe a forked tongue here or there.
2: Okay. maybe
0: beady like let's just go with those and leave it and call it a day <laughs> okay yeah all righty so, so that's
1: those were the oh no i did have another question okay on a much better topic well oh, thank god i might regret oh, this one <laughs> For making me okay. look that up okay so it, you said that they found oh, graves yeah. where the people were buried with their horses
0: and We've heard of that before, but I can't remember. So that was on an episode of Hot Drunk News. And what? that, oh, yeah, Hot Drunk News, which is a new thing on our Patreon. Okay. Where yeah. I take, uh, I give you the hot drunk take on recent happenings in the world of history and archaeology. Right. And And so that's where we talked about it. That is because in Germany, they had found a Viking era uh, grave where a local sort of mid-level manager manor lord had been buried with his family and also with his beheaded horse. Right. Yes. I remember that now. The horse was beheaded. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And we're not sure why. <laughs> right. Because <sighs> usually, if you're going to bury a horse with somebody, uh, you would bury the whole horse. So the whole horse would go with them through to the afterlife. Yeah. Mm. My yeah. theory is vampires, but mm-hmm. cool. Yep, I remember us talking about that now. <laughs> yeah. Because cutting off the head is one of the ways you bury somebody and make sure they don't turn into a vampire. So yeah. Right. So um, last little tidbit. Uh, One of, you know, setting, you know, just slightly to the side, the enormous human emotional cost. Uh, One of the reasons war fucking sucks and is so stupid is because War destroys history, mm-hmm. literally. Yep. Yeah, like Ukraine has seven World Heritage sites that are incredibly unique, and there are—I mean, we already know that Russians bombing of the TV tower uh, destroyed a Holocaust memorial museum. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah! Wow. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, as I was researching this, um, Ukrainians, uh, Ukrainian museum workers and curators are setting up the alarm bells <laughs> for, you know, not only, um, their churches, which have some of the most beautiful art all the way from like Byzantine era to you know 19th century but there are um precious works of art and history and archaeological evidence that are on display like you know those gold things I was showing you yeah yeah that shit and there's an entire quarter of the city of Lviv and I'm not saying that right but it dates from the 13th century and it's beautiful and I'm I'm I don't care. I'm going to put a a picture of it right here in our episode. And um, yeah, this is a town and you know, their proclivity for bombing town centers might be one of the last photos of it. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's the St. Sophia cathedral in Kiev, which has mosaics from the early 16th century and also in Kyiv, there's um, an Orthodox monastery that was founded in 1051. Wow. Like, uh, okay, w- why? why do we put that shit at risk? Because that's just, this is humanity, right? Like this is our, everybody's heritage. This is yeah. Russia's heritage. So yeah. in this article where I was reading about this, because I'm trying to research like, you know, what sites are in danger are archeological sites in danger because of this. And yes, they are (laughs) because first of all, the people who are taking care of these sites um, and the sites themselves are in danger of destruction, but also without, you know, the resources and people to take care of them, you've got environmental degradation, you've got all kinds of things that are going on, but uh, you know, most of the museums in the Ukraine have dis, you know, said to unessential personnel, go home, get out of here, save yourselves. But there's a handful of, uh, museum workers and curators who have dismantled the permanent exhibitions and hidden them away, basically trying to keep them safe. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, after doing that from one museum, Two archaeologists and two historians went straight to sign up to fight. Wow. Oh, wow. Mm. And I mean, these are not people we need holding guns. These are people we need helping us understand the fucking past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yep. So. I I just – it's – oh, and you know some of that gold I was telling you about? Yeah. Uh, so when Russia seized the Crimea in 2014, because mm-hmm. actually there's a saying that was handed down through the Russian czars over like a thousand years that were like, you know – no good Tsar loses the Crimea because the Crimea has switched hands multiple times. So yeah, that's why Putin was like, I got to get the Crimea back. Mm
2: -hmm. Whatever.
0: Tweed little pudgy, whatever. But so there were four museums in Crimea and, uh, there, they had sent a bunch of beautiful gold, you know, this Crimean gold to a Dutch museum. And then the Russians seized Crimea and the Scythian gold exhibit. When the loan to the Dutch museum was over, Russia was like, Oh, hi. Yeah. We own Crimea now. So that gold, that Crimean, that Scythian gold is ours. And Ukraine was like, nah. And they filed Mm -hmm. suit in the UN General Assembly. And the Dutch court uh, basically was like, so they uh, tried to appeal to the UN General Assembly. And then on October 26, 2021, five years later, a Dutch court said that the treasures were actually Ukrainian. And this uh, makes sense
1: mm-hmm. to me. This is like if I'm, I, I live in my house and I have to move out or I, or somebody steals something from my, no, this was a loan, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I live in my house. I loan Kate, my favorite blender. Yep. And it's like, Kate, you can, you can borrow this blender for a couple of years. Try it out. Mm-hmm.
0: I move. No, Jen, or OG conquers your kitchen.
1: OG mm-hmm. comes in and takes over my kitchen.
0: But and just then your kitchen.
1: Just my kitchen. And so I have to move to like the study.
0: <laughs> well, so OG occupies your kitchen. And yeah. when I'm done with the blender, I'm like, uh, do I send it to the study or to the kitchen? And I'm like, uh, yeah, I bought that blender. <laughs> I'm the one who loaned it to you. That blunder is mine. And OG is like, possession is nine-tenths of the law, bitch. <laughs> and then comes Rafi representing the Dutch, even though he's Swiss and not Dutch. But, you know, it's as close as we're going to get here in this whole <laughs> elaborate metaphor. And he's like, nah, goes to Jen. Other down. <laughs> so, you know. And then I, I buy OG her own blender. There you <laughs> go. But yeah, so the Crimean museums have filed an appeal, but we can imagine that it's it's an a- appeal that while they're like, yes, we really want our things back because they sort of are from here, our museums. Uh, yeah, but you know what? We also don't want the Russians to have them. So, you know, right. you can imagine yeah. there's somebody standing right behind them saying why don't you file an appeal? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So, you know, and we don't talk about this enough as a society, but like in Afghanistan, (laughs) priceless, ancient Buddhist artifacts and huge Buddhist relics and statues have been destroyed by both the Americans and the Taliban. And, you know, the Iraq war. Yeah. (laughs) Don't even get me started. Uh, Syria just a couple years ago remember when they were like fucking up Damascus there you go okay yeah so this is from a drunk mythology gal standpoint aside from just the whole human cost of it let's leave history alone history's here to help it hasn't done anything to you right yeah so yep
1: so this was yeah I, I don't quite an episode
0: yeah. yeah. I told you it, it. Yeah. The readings may have made it a little longer, but really <laughs> it, it's just intense, you know, because yeah. you're like, oh my God, everything's connected.
1: Yeah. And history repeats itself. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, how many times have you told us, you know, nothing is new? Yep. No. So, yeah. Alrighty. Yep. All righty. Yeah. am right. I, <laughs> I'm going to guess, Kate, you're not drunk because you've been talking.
0: Uh, I am. I am a little buzzed, but it's okay. sort of like a yeah. not nearly buzzed enough to like get over this. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm going to need to go make another drink. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm fighting buzzed. <laughs> <laughs> That's dangerous.
1: It is. And we know OG's fine with the tepid water yeah, and the flamingo I
0: cup. How's and the dizzy? I'm, yeah. Ha- have um, I made you dizzy with all these facts? <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> So but it did. A, a lot of a icons awesome. in
1: there. You yeah. did.
2: I that was impressive.
1: Yeah, and I heard Fenrir's name somewhere early on. I I can't remember what the context was, but he was yeah. mentioned somewhere. Up. I think you said it. Maybe I did.
0: I think <laughs> was I, I, I was the one who said Fenrir, right? At some point, I think. I think it was yeah. about the wolf torque. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. So anyway. Yeah. So what's up next week? Uh next week we are uh oh, we having well, another it's cheerful also episode. The you know, OG's book will be live for a while. Well, so OG's book reminder. will be live when this episode comes up. Yeah. Right. Right so we're talking about the episode for the fifteenth of March. Fifteenth. Oh. So that episode is going to be another cheerful one full of murder, mayhem, and maybe Shakespeare. Ooh. Damn. Yeah. Because I'm, it's I'm, I'm learning March.
1: about Shakespeare. I'm learning about Shakespeare. This has been... Yeah. I wish you were my high school English teacher for Shakespeare.
0: I wish <laughs> I could teach literature and history to the fucking world. Uh,
1: yeah. Way more interesting.
0: Right? Yeah. hmm
1: God yeah. damn
0: it. <laughs> I hate fucking <laughs> standardized testing education. <laughs> anyway... Continue. Yep. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, Ides hope- of March. Let's hope by that point things are a little better. Yeah. yeah. And you know, Putin has heard this episode and shit. Been like shit. I don't want to become a napkin. <laughs> 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 So in the meantime, (laughs) if you would like to help spread the word and make sure he does hear this episode, subscribe (laughs) yourselves to our social media scrolls on Instagram at drunk mythology gals
2: on Twitter at drunk myth
1: gals on Facebook at drunk mythology gals
0: on the web at drunk mythology gals.com on Patreon at patreon.com
1: slash drunk mythology gals. Or send us an email that we won't check. Well, Kate might pop in and check it.
0: (laughs) Depends which one.
1: (laughs) Gals at DrunkMythologyGals.com. That one's probably more likely to get checked. But yeah, the old one's still there too. (laughs) Yeah,
0: we'll we'll see. So, um, yeah. And... Special thanks to Sound Effects Kim for putting the top spin on our sound, and thanks again for joining us. Please subscribe, leave a rating or review, and tell your friends and family about us, especially if they are like, what is that twee little dictator who is actually the same height as Kate? (laughs) <laughs> uh doing thinking he has any business interfering with people whose genetics has them turning other people into fucking napkins <sighs> and finally always remember if the gods can behave badly so, so can bad. you